Welcome to the Winging It Travel Podcast with me, James Hammond, where every Monday I'll be joined by guests to talk about their travel stories, travel tips, backpacking advice, and so much more. Right now, I'm taking the podcast on the road traveling with me. So tune in every week for short form episodes detailing all my travels alongside my Monday guest episode. Are you a backpacker, traveler, gap year student, or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you. This is a casual, informative podcast designed for you to inspire you to travel. There'll be stories to tell, tips to share, and experiences to inspire. Welcome to the show. Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with TeePublic, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as t-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling, podcasts, and other stuff. Thank you. Hello and welcome to this next solo episode and this series is going to concentrate on Jordan. So if you're looking to travel to Jordan in the next coming months or this year or next year then hopefully I've got some good tips and tricks and some cool stuff to share with you that would make you book that trip. As from the last solo episode we are flying from Cyprus. Now Cyprus to Jordan is super super quick about 30 to 45 minutes depending which airport you fly from. We were flying from Paphos to the capital, Amman. We had to drive to Paphos from Larnaca, which took about an hour and a half, dropped the car off, and we got a classic Ryanair flight. These Ryanair flights to Amman from Paphos were only 50 Canadian dollars each with baggage. Even though we were out of the accommodation into the airport in good time, like midday, 1pm flight, it seemed to take forever actually, and we got pretty much into our guest house in Amman around 4 to 5pm. So it actually was quite a long sort of journey day in the end, unfortunately. But we got to our guest house, which was called the Gallery Guest House. For this mini-series, I'm going to be using Jod, which is the Jordanian Dina currency. And if you look on your app, it's probably around one Dina to two Canadian dollars. 1.4 US dollars to one Dina. And pounds is probably like 1.2 or something to a Jod. So that gives you an idea. This currency is very strong, just to give you a bit of an idea how much things cost. And the Gallery Guest House, which is located in downtown Amman, so great location near all your amenities, such as banks, pharmacies, restaurants, your walking distance to some sites like the Citadel, real good location. That costs 25 jod a night with breakfast. I would highly recommend this place. They do a great breakfast. The room is very comfortable. We actually had a shared bathroom, but no one was on our floor, so basically it was to ourselves. And also, they can arrange transfers to and from the airport. And as Amman is known as the place of the Seven Hills, something like that, it is hilly. Just bear that in mind. This guest house is on top of a hill. You can go higher, lower. Just bear that in mind if you're going to walk around. In terms of the actual day, absolutely pissing down with rain, like torrential rain. And because of the hills, and you need to watch where you walk because... You'd be stepping in puddles or rivers going into your shoes. But the first bit of admin is that we went to a bank locally called Arab Bank, which is one of the big banks in Jordan, to withdraw some cash. Now, all these banks in Jordan are going to charge a withdrawal fee. 
So it's about trying to find the one with the least. And from our Google research and also physically doing it, Arab Bank only, say only, charges four JOD per withdrawal. All other banks can charge five, six, seven, eight, even up to 12 a withdrawal. And that's a lot of money in JOD. So the tip here, if you need to get cash out, get the maximum possible out, because you get charged once. And then if you've got some left over, you can exchange it for another currency. And I will say off the bat in Jordan, you would need cash. Card is available, but cash seems to be still regularly used. So just bear that in mind. So locally, because it's absolutely pissing down in rain, we needed a coffee. We walked around the corner to a cafe called Yaffa Cafe. This wasn't actually the intended cafe we were going to, but I'll come to that in the next few minutes. But this cafe, locally run by a local guy, and we had a coffee in there. Nice to sit in there with the rain, and it's great to get a good coffee and a proper filtered coffee on the go. And just to give you an idea of prices, coffee is going to be sort of around two jod, and soups are like two to three jod. So this is the sort of price you're going for. Tea is probably a bit less, 150, 175 something like that. Of course, this is still Ramadan, so things were not really open if you need to go and get food. You have to wait until iftar, which is probably around 7 p.m. So for us, we just went around to get a coffee, got back to guest house, and then we ordered on an app called Talabat. Now, this Talabat app is a bit like Uber Eats, but you use it in Jordan. You can use it also in Oman as well, I believe, in UAE, so Dubai, etc. So they're kind of Middle East brand and you can order food at any time of day. This is a bit of a godsend for Ramadan because this will still have options on there for places that are open. You just need to get luckier where you are in terms of location if anything is open during Ramadan. So for us, we picked out something that was available around 5.30, 6pm and ordered in a bit of a takeout. Because it's raining that much, we just did not want to go out in that rain. It was absolutely tipping it down. And the only thing I'd say about this location of this guest house is because it's downtown, there's a mosque really close, which is really loud, and it's going to be having prayer calls at 4.30, 5am. Just bear that in mind, get your earplugs ready. Also, downtown, taxis, people milling about. Because of Ramadan, people seem to hang out after iftar, late into the evening. From around 8 until 1am, it's really, really busy with just noise outside. The quiet times are like from 6 to 11 in the morning. A bit strange, but that's the way it is. So just bear that in mind if you're booking anywhere in downtown Amman. On the next day, the rain was absolutely pissing down again. The hotel owner couldn't really believe it. But we went to another local cafe, which was the cafe we were supposed to go to the day before. And we went to Beit Baladna. This was researched. And you must go to this cafe for an unbelievably good coffee. Espresso, Americano, etc. The brewed own coffee. The view out of Amman is absolutely incredible. It's just above Gallery Guesthouse where we're staying. I've actually recorded an episode for it on the Trendy Coffee podcast, so that will be coming out in probably a few months' time. Just to give you an idea what the breakfast is at the guest house, you're going to get hummus, pit bread, olives, eggs, aubergine yogurt, some biscuits, tomatoes, cucumbers, and a little cake with coffee or tea. An extensive breakfast. But we enjoy going to Baby Ladner for a proper coffee because obviously a lot of people do sort of Nescafe type, what they call Americano or espresso coffee it's not that great but it's quite regular in jordan and middle east but after that we saw a break in the rain and we nipped off to rainbow street this is one of the things you've got to go and see got up to rainbow street walked down and up hills it was absolutely tiring got there and not much was open because of ramadan and I imagine this place is pretty good in the evening but during the day not much to go into in terms of shops not much to see 
but great views over Amman. Emma managed to find a wool shop, some needles and some wool. That was quite a good find. We kind of went to do some admin at a shop called Carefor, C-A-R-R-E, for F-O-U-R. This is like a supermarket, well worth going into, cheap prices and get everything you need. And that was just good to get some supplies and then nip to the pharmacy to get some stuff as well. One thing we did think we were going to need was sun cream, so we bought that. Not much to report on that day, but in the evening we did go to a restaurant for iftar. Now iftar means obviously the meal at the end of the day for Ramadan and they're all buffet. This one cost 10 jod and the place was called Faisal, F-A-I-S-A-L, would highly recommend it. Good for vegetarian and vegan options. A plethora of food. Now a bit of protocol in here. If you're going at half six, don't go wading into the buffet. You need to wait until the call from the guy who's doing the prayer. They normally put it on TV, actually, or you can hear it from a local mosque. Once that call has been made, then you can go and get your food. Basically, just wait until the locals start to go and get their food, and then let's see if they start to eat it, then you start eating. So it's probably around 7 p.m., 10 past 7, something like that. Went up and had absolutely loads of food. So many options. I had chicken, rice, noodles, the whole lot, a bit of pasta in there. And it's all cooked fresh. Like the meat, if you love meat, all cooked fresh there. Piping hot, really good. So it felt like the first day in a bit, a bit of admin, a couple of coffees, got some stuff from the shops. But the next day was absolutely awesome weather. Clear weather, hot day. And this was mainly our tourist day in Amman. So we're going to the Citadel and the Roman Theatre. As previously stated... I would highly recommend getting the Jordan Pass if you're going to Jordan because the visa is going to cost $40 to $50, whatever it is. The Jordan Pass only costs $20, $30 more and that includes all of the sightseeing you're going to do in Jordan. And the only thing in terms of difference in price would be how many days you want in Petra. So we chose two days in Petra, which increased it by 10. So I think roughly around $75 is going to get you a visa and entry to most, if not all, of the tourist attractions and this for this day includes the citadel and the roman theater and what happens is you turn up you show your jordan pass they scan it on their little scanner thing and you go in easy as that the citadel from our guest house is only a 20 minute walk but it is uphill and a little bit downhill so it's all good and we arrived fairly uh, yeah mid-morning so i'm not expecting too many crowds but there were crowds there for people who are visiting and this site of the Roman ruins is absolutely incredible because of the view of all of Oman, 360 view of Oman. They've got little columns there that are still standing. It's a huge site. You know, walk around. It's got a great site of the stadium that they built, which is kind of facing sort of around south, southwest. And I would implore you to spend an hour, hour and a half, maybe even two hours just walking around in and around all the ruins, definitely worth doing. Go and get your photos and see Amman from a height as well. Great views, got to go and do it. And after that, we walked down to the Roman amphitheatre down below, probably about a 10, 15 minute walk, all downhill. You can see that from the top, so you're walking downhill towards it. And again, this is part of the Jordan Pass. You go in, it's a classic theatre that the Romans used to build. This stadium is quite small compared to the rest that we've seen, but that classic walking up the steps, goes around in a circle, Fantastic. I think they probably still use it for plays and stuff. So we saw that. Definitely worth going in there and sitting there just kind of admiring the views of Amman. But polar opposite in terms of weather, the sun was absolutely beaten down. So you must take a hat and have sun cream. Absolutely key for this because this day was the start. The rest of the tour being absolutely hot and no cloud, no rain. Make sure you get sun cream on the go. 
Afterwards, in dire need of aircon and coffee, we walked to our favourite cafe again, Bait Baladna. Again, this was only a 10-minute walk from our guest house, so we walked back up the hill towards the cafe. And our plan here was to plan the Jordan trip, because we had two weeks. And we had a car to pick up in a few days' time. So we planned our trip, sat there. No food, really, in Bait Baladna, so coffee only, really. Food options, not that great. Had that, and then we went to the Yaffa cafe around the corner, where we first went and had a lentil soup. Not much to report in the evening, but the next day we're picking up the car from Amman Airport. You can probably pick up in central Amman, but the driving's a bit crazy. All the one-way systems, the hills, the crazy taxi drivers. I would advise just going back to the airport, which is about 25 to 30 kilometers outside of Amman, and pick it up there because you're straight onto the highway and away you can go. So the guest house arranged a pickup from the airport when we first got there for 25 jod. But if you go on Uber, it's about 17. And because this currency is so strong, that's quite a bit of money to save. So we'd book an Uber to the airport and we had to go and pick the car up and also get a SIM card. Now, SIM cards, let's go there first. The best coverage in Jordan is by a company called Zane, but they're a bit more expensive. And the top tip here is if you're gonna get a SIM card, get it in Amman. Don't get it at the airport. We've got a little bit stung there. Because of Friday and Ramadan, Zane wasn't open on the day that we were seeing the Roman ruins, so we couldn't go there and get one. So we thought, oh, we'll go to the airport and get it. In the airport, they were charging 29 jod for a month. That is a lot of money. If you go next door, there's three of them sitting there. I think Orange is one, and also another company called Umnaya. 10 jod for 10 days, worth of 30 gigabytes of data. Not amazing coverage compared to Zane, but enough in the main areas. That should be enough if you're there for 10 days to two weeks. And because we're already in Amman for two or three days, we only had 10 days left, really. So we got that, 10 jod, do that. I even went to the geezer at Zane and said, hey, look, online it's seven jod. He said, no, that deal is not available. Well, it is, but they're just not doing it. And we booked our hire car through Thrifty. And because the roads are fairly good in Jordan that we read about, we didn't get like a really expensive one. We got a fairly cheap one. And it really is quite cheap for the two weeks that we had the car for. Would recommend it. Quite smooth to get in the car. This car had quite a lot of scratches. I wouldn't say it's old, but not brand new. And it was automatic, which would be handy if you're not used to driving on the other side of the road. But also, key in Jordan is the speed bumps. Anyway, it comes out in a second. Drove off, and our plan here was to drive to Jarash, which was probably about an hour drive. Back through around Amman and going north. The thing to see in Jarash is the huge Roman ruins. If you think the one in Amman's good, this one's even better. But the plan was to drive there, check into the hostel, and then go out for the afternoon into the ruins. First thing that really annoyed me a little bit about the car was they gave it to us pretty much just under a quarter full. That's annoying because then you've got to try and find a petrol station. And we actually got down to the flashing last bar of the petrol gauge and we had to go and find one pretty close to Oman but off the main road into another area just to go and get some petrol. Petrol prices, I think, for a full tank for this car is around 60 jod so not too bad but you are going to need some petrol next thing about jordan is the speed bumps now you get told and you read about stuff about policemen being there on the roads they are there sitting there on the roads i don't really think they're doing much or they're not really looking out for people even driving dangerously or going too high to speed i don't see that happening much they barely flag anyone down and that was my first maybe worry about driving but no it's the speed bumps that are the problem because they're everywhere you can't get anywhere fast enough because speed bumps are every quarter of a mile or every mile especially around towns so if you're driving around Amman and you go north to all these little towns there's going to be speed bumps everywhere 
just bear in mind speed bumps they're quite urgent you need to slow down and make sure you don't go too fast over the speed bumps our hostel in Jurash was called Blue House Hostel quite cheap this hostel was around 20 jod for a night with breakfast fairly good location you will need a car we actually walked down to the Jurash Roman ruins from there but I wouldn't want to walk back up that hill quite a bit of a journey but you can park near there so decent place good hostel and there's literally no one there the whole place to ourselves the drive was fairly smooth with the speed bumps being a bit of an exception got there in an hour parked up checked in then we walked straight down to the site about a 20 minute walk downhill go to the main entrance and there is cafes in there that are open go and get a coffee or an ice cream and get set up for the actual Roman ruins because this place is huge it's part of the Jordan Pass so nothing to pay to go in if you've got the Jordan Pass not sure how much it is without the Jordan Pass I do remember seeing the sign actually saying Jordanians one jod but I think if you're non-Jordanian it's like 40 to 50 jod a go so already that's more expensive than Jordan Pass make sure you get the Jordan Pass and this place rivaled Baalbek unbelievably big everything still standing Roman ruins everywhere the columns are standing up you can walk up the hill there's a little bit of the site where it goes all the way around and the columns follow you in a 360 degree view got some photos and videos of that couldn't believe what I see him huge area got to go and see it unbelievable massive tip Jurash Roman ruins super hot day of course but sun creamed up got some water on the go can of coke and we're good the only problem is Jurash is not really a popular tourist destination as a place it is for the ruins but I imagine a lot of people go there and then leave so finding a restaurant near our hostel was actually quite hard especially during Ramadan so we actually walked to a supermarket and cooked in the hostel. So for a couple of jod, we got some pasta, had that. And this shop had no one else in it that's Western. So I've been quite surprised to see us. And again, a bit of Arabic goes a long way. And just get in there and get stuck in. Next day, we're leaving Jurash because we've done the Roman ruins. And the plan was eventually to drive to Dana. But on the way, we're going to see Ajalin Castle and Dead Sea. So I'll cover those two. And then Dana will be a separate episode. Ashland Castle is about a 30 minute drive quick uphill though this car is not really built for going uphill and it struggled up some of the streets but we did manage to make it to the car park got out and went to Ashland Castle again part of the Jordan Pass and spent probably 45 minutes an hour there and the views over Ashland is like olive fields vineyards green lush hills really really cool quite a decent castle on perched on top of the hill over Ashland I think you should go and see that. It's definitely worth an hour there. Had a great Turkish coffee there as well. But good ruins, great views, and rolling hills. Fantastic. After some dreamy views, we went back to the car and heading to the Dead Sea. The plan for the Dead Sea is we're not staying there for a night. You can obviously stay there for a night or two. It's like a kind of resort place, if I'm honest. All these different resorts, all varying in price, but all offer pretty much the same thing, which is going to be your classic hotel room with two or three pools access to the dead sea you know safe access you can go in float in it and come out and uninterrupted access as well our plan was to go to the dead sea spa resort and book a day pass which cost 20 jod each and for the whole day you get the same as the person who's staying there you get access to all the pools the restaurants inside the dead sea and also there's like a water park in there as well so if you've got kids you can go there and play in the water park parking is easy the admin was pretty easy, real good tip there. So if you're not going to stay in Dead Sea, but you just want to go for an afternoon or a day, 
go and get a day pass at the Dead Sea Spa Resort. You won't regret it. The journey there was really smooth. Now, the first time in Jordan that we saw roads with no speed bumps was the road from pretty much Azulun going to the Dead Sea. This newly built road, obviously for tourists, blasting along there, 100, 110 k's an hour. There are some checkpoints you have to go through, but smooth. No real police about. It's there for tourists. Great road. So you can get there in pretty good time. So as I said, we booked that spa resort day pass, went down to Dead Sea and had a float. And you see the pictures. It really is floating on water. For someone who can't swim, I was a bit sceptical. But you dip in there, very warm water, very salty. Only supposed to be in there 15, 20 minutes, no longer. And you sort of creep in, let your legs go and you sort of float back up. Real strange. And you can do it on your back, on your front. Definitely worth doing. Get some salt in you, come out, rest, go back in, whatever you want to do. But we went back to the pool and went to the adults only pool. No kids, thank God for that. And sat there and kind of just listened to music, read a book in the heat. Went to the pool, come out again. Yeah, it really is worth the 20 jod per person for the whole day. And then after some fries and coke, we headed back to the car to head to Dana, which was another maybe two hour drive. The drive from Ashland to Dead Sea Spa Resort was probably about that as well. So it's a long driving day, this one. But I'll leave it there for Dana because Dana is a separate episode. So I think there's enough intel in there to get you started in Amman, Ajlan, and Jarash, and also Dead Sea. Make sure you get some cash out. Jod is going to be needed. Sun cream, hats. And also, if you're driving, just beware of the speed bumps. If you're a tourist at a checkpoint, they'd normally wave you on. Speak a bit of Arabic, that goes a long way. Everyone does speak English, don't worry. But it does help. I think once you get those things sorted, you're good to go for the start of your trip. And most people do start with Amman, a car up to Jarash to see the Roman ruins. It's pretty much a done thing. And then go down either to the Dead Sea or straight down to Dana. That's the first part of our trip. So the next part of the mini-series will be Dana, which is a biosphere. And I might chuck in Petra there too. Hopefully that gets you started. And I'll catch you next time for the next episode. Cheers.